Hello and welcome to the Three Amigos FBL show. Tonight we have a special for you all. We have our Christmas party, our Three Amigos Xmas, Xmas party, as, party as, as, as Mersey branded it on Twitter. Um, and we're joined by a whole host of our friends from the FBL community tonight. Um, first up, we have the great F- the chief at FBL Hints. And um, of course, Chief, you're a regular on the show. So um, a very happy Christmas to you. And uh, thanks a million for coming on. Hey, Don. Hey, everyone. Happy Christmas. Happy holidays. I hope uh, everyone's set for the exciting picture rush ahead. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll it'll certainly um yeah it's uh, it's going to be a busy one as always. But um tell us um how is the season going for you, Chief? Um, if I'm not my season has been defined by one transfer that I've made in game week eight, and it involved Sir Harold of Kane against Cardiff. I took a hit for him, and uh, I sold Wilson. And Wilson scored 14 points in the game week and Kane got one. And ever since then, I've only had two green arrows. So I'm, 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 it's an uphill battle, but um, in some ways I feel as if I can just take mad risks because I don't have to copy the template now. So um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's good in some sense, but in other senses, I have to have a good Christmas, FPL-wise, and historically, I don't tend to have a good Christmas. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but one of our questions, of course, is um, what kind of decision you came you came up with or which decision went you made this year, this season, which you were putting on the naughty list. And um, I guess that one, Kane in game week eight, would be the one you probably go for for that because uh, it cost you it cost you badly. And uh, tell me, did you go Kane again for this for these couple of fixtures? Did you bring Kane back in? I, I I've basically kept Kane in my team ever since. So oh. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> you stuck with it, yeah. Yeah, I've stuck with it. So it, it, it meant I've missed out on Salah, I've missed out on Sterling when they were hot. Um, I've managed to weirdly enough get Sterling back into my team. Um, but in terms of the highlights, if, if, if there are any, um, something I was really keen on in the past is about, you know, deploying a five-man defense. And I feel this season, more so than ever before, that's actually become a real viable prospect in a 5-2-3 or in a 5-3-2. And whenever I've done it, it's actually worked in my favor. And bizarrely, my defense point, the points per average they're getting is far more than what my midfielders and strikers are getting, interestingly enough. So, um, you know, that, if, if, if there's something experimental and different that's working out for me, it, it, it is that, that that formation has finally come to life for me, you know, using, using the back five in, in those multiple ways. So, along, along, with, along with Chief, we've also got General. How are you doing, boss? I thought I'll bring you in and see, uh, uh, because I think you're having the, the opposite to uh, the Chiefs. Started bad, but going better now. Yeah, hi Mars, how you doing? How you doing, everyone? Uh, Merry, Merry Christmas to you all. I, I actually, I, I just uh, cracked cracked open a beer there, and, and my wife said to me, "It's it's not like you to be, you know, having a beer during the week." And I said, "You know, I'm going to the Three Amigos Christmas party." So yes, it's a party. Actually, I have. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my, my my season. 
Jason, um, it was funny Jason mentioned Game Week Eight there because Game Week Eight was a it was a it was a rough one for me as well because that's when I sold Callum Wilson and, and David Silva as well and that was a that kind of turned my season by the wayside for a couple of weeks but I managed to battle back in recent weeks. I had an absolute horror show game week thirteen with a with a five point seven million game week rank so that was the the low point of the season but full green green arrow since then and I've gone from about four hundred and fifty k up to about a hundred and thirty. Okay, now so hoping to keep the momentum going uh, during the, the festive period. Nice one. Um, and tell me, what would be um, what would be who be on your naughty list um, this season? What's your uh, what's your one that you regret the move you regret making um, so far? Yeah, it's that one. It's game with eight, the double transfer. I did Callum Wilson and David Silva to to Arnautovic and Knockhart, and that was just an absolute nightmare. I brought Callum Wilson in on wildcard game week five, and then he went three games without a goal, and I think it was five games in total. He, he, he'd he gone without a goal then. And then I sold him, and, and we we know what happened. We know we know the rest of the story, so I still haven't gone back to, to Callum Wilson since then. So no no Christmas cards for, for Callum for me this season. So he's joined the trial list for you, has he? Yeah, he's actually he's actually replaced Hazard, and Hazard was never so lucky. But yeah, I remember the, the stories about Hazard, but it it does seem like you guys it, it's something's been rekindled there by the sounds of things. Yeah, we we, we managed to settle our differences this season, and, and we're we're having a very nice relationship now. Things are going very well. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, the high, uh, the highs then uh, the high is probably. Mo Salah captain against Bournemouth. Um, Steve Cook's another person who'll be getting a Christmas card for me this year for the gift and Salah hat trick. Um, so that that was a big game changer for me. <laughs> Managed it gave me the best my get best game week of the season and, and got my season back on track. There was other there was um, who who was it Kane uh, was it Kane the other captain in that week where a lot of people went with either Kane or was it Boomerang? Yeah, it was Kane and Boomerang. Yeah, well, home to Huddersfield, I think, and uh, Salah was away to Bournemouth. So a lot of people went for Aubameyang, and I, I opted for, for Salah. It was just a combination of things. It was uh, Salah got a rest during the week, that week, and then you know Bournemouth had been given up a lot of chances. So the stars aligned, and I just felt Salah was the better option that week. And, you know, sometimes they pay off, and sometimes they don't. But I got the rub of the green that week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Chief, what about you? What the highs? So you mentioned the lows. What about the highs? Um it's literally just being able to experiment. I mean, like, like I said, when you're not as high, highly ranked as you'd hope to be at this time of the season, you know, you have to defy the template. And, you know, it's it's being able to bizarrely get points from the back line. You know, I, I knew I couldn't own Salah, Kane, Aguero when I had all three, uh, when I could have had all three. So I had Trent Alexander, I had... Robertson, I had Mane, so it's it's. I I think the the peace of mind I've got, and you know, the 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 if if, if there are um, you know positive positive takeaways are that you can actually go against a template and get successes. Although in my case, I've not had too many at the moment. Um, and and like like generals said there, you can have that one one or two good game weeks, and you just shoot up the ranks. And it's it's almost like a jet stream. Once you hop onto one of those. You know, you're back to where you ought to be or where you want to be. So, um, yeah, just I just hope I can hop, hop onto one of those in the next four game weeks. Nice one, Chief. And uh, telling me, Nim, you're also on our um, on our party tonight. So, um, how are you getting on? 
Hi, hi. Well, welcome back. We haven't spoken in quite a while, but um, you're, you're enjoying life at the moment anyway? Uh, yeah, not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. And uh, how's the scene going? It's it's okay. It's uh, been a bit of hokey-cokey and in and out of the top 100k, if I'm honest. <laughs> uh, but I'm higher than I usually am around this point in the season, so usually I save it all up and make a late run at the end. But uh, yeah, at the moment, I'm kind of just hanging about around the top 100k. <laughs> Excellent stuff. And uh, Lee, Lee, how are you keeping? We have the FBL family with us, of course, tonight. And uh, we have, of course, um, they, since they are YouTube sensations, we've, um, we've actually got them on camera as well. So we, can see, <laughs> we can see Lee and Sam's lovely elves in the background there. But uh, welcome to the... Welcome to Sam made the effort and Lee came up with a hoodie, basically. Yeah, yeah. Lee just let <laughs> yeah, that happen. Yeah, exactly what happened. Tell us, uh, how has your seasons been going so far? Of course, we had you on our Getting to Know It podcast not so long ago but um, tell the listeners how it's going. There was almost divorce on that pod. Things got very intense. It was very close. It was very close. Uh, Sam nearly went down the road to move in with Mars by the end of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If she gets any higher overall rank, it could still be back on. She's up into, where are you now, like 20k or something? Yeah, 22k. 22k, whereas I'm lashing, I've done just about 100 actually, maybe 101k. And actually, a few weeks ago, we were more or less the opposite way around, weren't we? And then you got the Salah hat trick, and I didn't. So that was a real bittersweet moment for me because I was kind of cheering the first Salah goal as a Liverpool fan, going, "Yes, you know, broken the deadlock, excellent." By the second and third goal, I was kind of going, "Oh, <laughs> great that he scored, They're really good." So it was, it was kind of bittersweet. But you know, as a Liverpool fan, it's football first, so it's good that Salah got the hat trick. And Sam, what about you? Um, yeah, I think. It's, it's been quite good for me, actually, so far this season. I've quite good. You have an amazing season. Now you're at 20. It's brilliant. Yeah, I've had some moments. Um, I think I, until a couple of weeks ago, I didn't know any new City players, bar Edison. Um, and everyone kept telling me that this is a bad thing. And you know, But actually, it worked really well for me. Um, and yeah, a few. I've had, I think I've had one really, really duff game week. Um, where City scored six that game week. Um, but other than that, it's been quite a good start to the season, so we'll see. Excellent. Uh, now I'm going to come back to you, Chief. Tell me, what would you say about your approach to Christmas and, and how you'll be looking at handling that period? Um, it's always tough because of the rotation, the short turnaround times, and the unpredictability. I, I guess from my side, um, it's just a case of hoping for the best and really having you know, having a really good bench. I, I had the, I had the um, good fortune of having Richarlison on my bench last week. So obviously, I'm not going to bench him for the remaining uh, Christmas games. So um, having a good bench is absolutely essential. You know, you're, you're going to get players who will randomly get rotated, as, as you, I, I guess you would expect it. So that that is for me enough. You know, it's it's, it's a huge thing. And also, you know, the matches with the League Cup. Um, you know, you, you'll get clues in there as to who may start in the next game week, um, so that you know that that should put you in a good standing as well. Um, all, all in all, for those four upcoming game weeks, um, I, I, I generally set myself a low target. If I can get 50 points per game week over those, you know, 200 points over the next four, I'd consider that like par. And I, I know that may sound quite low. 
in, in the wider scheme of things. But, you know, th there is a lot of randomness that can happen over the Christmas period. So, you know, yeah. it, I think it's about managing your expectations and knowing that, you know, these are not ordinary, you know, games. And, you know, players that you'd expect to perform may, may fail. Players who, you know, randomly wouldn't, you know, like, you know, you know uh, <clears throat> KL for Brighton, you might randomly you know, score score a brace. You know, any, anything can happen. You know, at the same time, because of the fatigue and the, you know, short turnaround times, one thing I can say, um, based on, you know, past evidence, there aren't a lot of clean sheets. And I know I was talking about the five-man defence earlier on. It's not a time to stack up heavy with your defenders during these four game weeks. So, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's worth bearing that in mind as well. Brilliant. And what do you think, General? Would you say the same thing? Or do yeah, you have just, a different approach? I would just echo what Chief was saying about the strong bench. I think that's the main thing for all of us going into Christmas. I always like to try and go in with uh, three playing subs on my bench. I've only got two at the moment because I've got uh, an injured Danny Ward and I'm probably not going to get a chance to, to improve him. But I'm hoping that I can get by with, with two playing subs. But that's the main thing, you know, be prepared for the rotation. The benches are going to come into play. The other, the other thing I would say is a simple one, but an important one. Know when the deadlines are. Uh, make note of them. You know, it's very easy to lose track of FPL during this period um, with the festivities and everything else. Um, we've got game weeks, you know, finishing on Thursdays and, and the next game week starting a day or two later. So uh, I always like to make note of them, you know, set reminders on the phone even just to, just to remind me, just in case if I, if I overdo the, the celebrations. Um, and, and the big one as well is don't drink in FPL over Christmas. Wanna, Wake up the legs of my child in your team. And, and another thing is sometimes. The biggest fear, that one. Some, another thing is sometimes I, I think uh, hungover transfers all, can almost be more dangerous than, than drunk transfers when you're feeling fragile and, and you, you know, you've got a deadline coming up. That happened to me last year on, on New Year's Day. Uh, severe, severe hangover, 40 minutes to, to come up with a free hit team. So I'm definitely going to try and avoid doing that this season. <laughs> And just uh, one more point, sorry. Um, go ahead. I just, I just thought to mention, do not captain Olivier Giroud on Boxing Day. Not What? He's so pretty. <laughs> yes. Boxing Day 2014 is ingrained in my mind forever. And if you, if you know what happened then, you'll know not to captain him on Boxing Day. But yeah, just thought that's uh, a, um, a more obscure takeaway I'd like to share with you. Yeah, just don't captain him. <laughs> yeah, I just want to bring in um, Tom. Currently Tom from, Googling Giroud uh, on Boxing Day. Tom also joined us. <laughs> so, uh, What's up? How are you? How are you? Oh, Hi. Man, you, you, oh. you, you sound as good as I feel. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that I, I'm just mad with you. We're going to have to leave the, uh, leave the phone set for tonight, I'm afraid, Mars. I'm going to have to sleep <laughs> after this. It's <laughs> all right. Uh, no, I'm off the rails today. Too many, too many uh, cold pills. Uh, off the rails now. I'm just, I'll say oh, you sound amazing. You sound amazing. I know, I know, I know. Sorry, Don. Before we leave, uh, before we lose Chief and General, I know that you guys have got to go early. Actually, it's an open question for everyone. Five-man midfield, one premium striker or two premium strikers with four, four big midfielders. Go. Anyone. I, I know that what the one premium striker option has rem worked remarkably well this season. Um, and you know, having five in midfield has, has worked a treat. But for me, it's just so 
unnatural to just have one premium striker. And I, again, I'm probably talking less based on the facts. It, it, like for me, I, I used to be a 3-4-3 man in FPL um, and it just seems, it, it doesn't seem right. And I'd have at least two premiums. But um, again, it's more, I'm talking more out of emotion than of logic there. But yeah, I, I hear you, Chief. I love a 3-4-3. Yeah, you. I'm the same. I've always been a big 3-4-3 man as well. But I'm going into Christmas with Aubameyang as my premium striker. And if he doesn't deliver in the next two games, come January, I can see myself in a 3-5-2 with, with uh, two budget strikers. Yeah. I've actually had most success with uh, 3-5-2 in the past, to be honest. I do like 3-4-3, three, three, but I don't mind 3-4-3 three, three with one premium, two budget, and then, um, you know, a heavy four-man midfield, if that's the case. Yeah. What about you, uh, Sam Lee? I'm, I'm with Mark, actually. So, so I'm in the same position as General. So I've got Aubameyang. Um, and the last couple of game weeks, I think he's played uh, what Huddersfield and Southampton. He's got one assist out of those two. So that's that's not really what I bought him in for. Right. And at the same time, Kane hasn't really done the business. I feel like I've got away with one there. But I'm with I'm with General. I think if uh, if he doesn't start performing at Bamiyang, then there's absolutely a case for going heavy in the middle and then and then maybe two up top. I'm on Jimenez right now and I've got yeah. absolutely no intention of getting rid of him. He's staying right there. And I've got Chikorito as well, which I think is a decent pick for the next few weeks. There's a, so there's a lot of value in Wilson, that mid-price Wilson forward is another bracket, one. Right? I'm, on, I'm on Wilson as well. Absolutely. He's, yeah. he's, he's not going anywhere at the moment. I, the thing, I've got Kane and Boomerang, which means that I have to basically have only two between like the Salah, Salah, Sane, Hazard, Sterling. In fact, I only have one of them, actually, because I still, I still have Alonso as well. So it's kind of like, do I just... The, the annoying thing is, you watch Alonso. Like he was actually offside in the first goal for Chelsea, but he was so high up, he was actually in Morata's position. If Morata was playing, yeah. And you think, what? Well, it's going to happen. Morata's position's offside. We all know this. It's just frustrating. It's really frustrating. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think you have to pick one and go for it. It's just my, my worry is I go hokey cokey, which I've done a couple of times, and it's just didn't work. Whichever one I go for does well when I sell them. So I've decided to stick with both of them for now and see what happens. Uh, they will deliver at some stage, but I'm sure... If two uh, games, I, lo- I love, Maris, I love Maris, how you pretend as though you're really trying to make decisions when we know all you're going to do is just imitate whatever move I make. It's touching. We've already worked out you're copying me, Don. Exactly. You, you copy <laughs> Kylie, so I'll just go look up Kylie's team. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I did last year. It's fine. So Miles, when um, so when Aguero bangs at the weekend against um, Palace at home, right? Who would you get yeah. rid of, Kane or Aubameyang? Well, neither at the moment. I'm going to try and stay strong as much as I love Aguero, and, and I'll fight him to death for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think you might be trying <laughs> a bit more difficult than me there. <laughs> um, I just you know I I do, yeah, it, it's frustrating. I can see. Actually, the one that I would probably get rid of, and, and I agree, I saw a tweet on Twitter, and I think me and you, Lee, both agreed with it, that we only, people got Kane because they're scared. And and I think I was worried about what's Kane going to do. Uh, but then I, I did the move, in, the famous move in game week, eight, game week eight, where I brought him in against Cardiff and he did nothing. But straight away, I sold him after that one, and I, I didn't regret it. But now I look at his fixtures, and I'm thinking there must be something coming up. And maybe hopefully with the Champions League out of the way, there we go. That, right, that's right. 
That's Ryan making an intro. That has to be Jeremiah. <laughs> that has that to has be Ryan. Be Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no one else. <laughs> oh, was hello. it Tom? So maybe, maybe it was Tom telling us, hello, I'm here, talk to me. Tom, what's your heart? No, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. was that just, that was, might have been Tom playing with his toys. <laughs> that sounds really dodgy, but no, that's not me. It genuinely isn't me. <laughs> it has to be, it has to be your ma. Yeah, it has to be your ma. Your ma. Yeah. Sorry. Your ma. Have to say it right. Your ma. Well, to be honest with you, I'm I'm from Ireland and I've always been saying it wrong and I say it on every podcast wrong. <laughs> you have to say it with an ordinary accent, so your ma. Why are you ma? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Nailed it. Nailed it. Tom, um, you, you're representing the hookah So uh, tell us the highs and lows. You've been chasing Nick and, and you're probably beating him now, aren't you? No, it's the other way around. I was chasing, uh, Nick was chasing me and then um, I uh, likely didn't have Salah for the uh, hat trick, um, mm. whereas Nick did. Um, and to make it even worse, I'd uh, gone out drinking on the Wednesday night and I just thought, oh, I just want to get rid of Salah now. I've had, I've had enough of him. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so I, I did it. I did. I got rid of him and uh, obviously then got completely punished, which was an absolute pain in the posterior. Um I'm now on the same setup as you, actually, Marzi. I've got uh, Kane and Aubameyang. And uh, on Kane himself, what is interesting is, uh, as a stat I pulled out for the pod I had, the uh, we had General on this week. Um, with with Kane, he's uh, seven of his nine goals have been scored uh, with uh, with Eriksson on the field. So like, he needs he really needs Eriksson. Like in the last he game, he was basically he doing a Wayne Rooney impression, wasn't he? He was so deep. Yeah. Like Lucas was so- and Lamella don't do the job for him. Um, so, you know, you're looking at games like, well, maybe not Everton so much. Everton have actually conceded the most big chances of any uh, team over the last four. Um, you're looking at Bournemouth, you're looking at Wolves, you're looking at Cardiff, 8, 19, 20, 21. Like, those are big captains uh, for Harry Kane, potentially, especially if Ericsson's around. Like, if Bournemouth do just give up and submit, then you could easily get your hat trick there. And don't forget, last year, we were all saying, oh, he's looking really languid, you know, two, he's a two-season syndrome kind of guy. Yeah. Let's write him off, let's sell him. What did he do? He scored two hat-tricks. Um, and it was amazing. Exactly. So, I mean, you can we, you can kind of wax lyrical about the fact that every year is, uh, you should look at every year in isolation, of course. Uh, but the fact is, if Kane is being fed by Ericsson and Son is on the pitch to create that space for him as well, he becomes a completely different proposition to the one we saw the other day. Very, very annoying against Burnley, though. Um, don't get me wrong, like Aubameyang, for example. I'm looking at him and thinking, well, stats are good. So if you're watching against Southampton, he got very, very unlucky not to score two. I think he was at 1.44 XG or something like that, which is a crazy underperformance. Um, but I'm looking at him thinking, well, mate, if you're not going to buck your ideas up, I'm going to get rid of you and I'm going to get Eden Hazard back in um, because I've got him in the field of Salah, Sterling, uh, sorry, Sterling, Sane, Richarlison and Philippe Anderson. If I get, get rid of Aubameyang, I can add Hazard to that and have a power five plus Kane plus Jimenez or Ings or something, um, which could be the way forward. But for now, oh, I'm Please, giving... Tom, do it. Please free him for me. Yeah, I, I, love, I, I, do, I do like Alba. But... Yeah, ha- Hazard, is, Hazard is an interesting one. He, I had him yeah. when he started his run and sold him two weeks ago after just a couple of assists. Oh. And so far, it's fine because I brought in Snodgrass and he's been absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, he's been great. But he's one that is also going to wind me up if he keeps doing well, which makes you want to bring him in. Because actually, um, that's Hannah in the background. She's, she's not well and she wants to stay with daddy. So we also have Hannah oh. on, the, on, on the call. <laughs> uh, our favourite guest star. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's one. He's, he's more sense one. than daddy. 
<laughs> this is true. <laughs> she was right about Salah captaincy that one time. Let's not forget. Yeah, what um, what was I said? Hazard is probably the one out of the premiums that is guaranteed to start at the moment. I, I like yes. obviously Pep is going to change around. Klopp, no, I can see really? him changing around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I, Hazard is just essential for Chelsea. They cannot play without him, and I think he will play in pretty much every game. Um, but yeah, so I think <sighs> Rich Kenny, you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, how you doing, man? Hi, Rich. How, how are you doing, buddy? So well, welcome to the party. Are you um are you ill? Have you got an ill child beside you? <laughs> <laughs> there is something going oh, around for sure. Come on, me, I got Excellent. Tom's fault. He spread it everywhere. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, so really Rich, bad. Rich, well, we're, we're asking everyone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, we're asking everyone. Um, how is the season going Tom so Maria. far for you? And um, yeah. and tell us who have you? Is there any player or any move that you want to put on the naughty on the on the naughty list this uh, Christmas oh, yeah. period? Yeah, I've got a player to put on the move on the naughty list. Um, as Keith was saying earlier, he's experimenting this year, and um, I look at most seasons as an experiment where I try, want to try out different things or maybe things that are out of the norm, you know, that others may not be doing. Um, but where I am in the right, I've got I'm at 33k after four. Uh, green arrows. Well, some of the things like um, I've been trying out this season or not been using. I've not been using the official FDR to rate fixtures because um, I don't think it gives um, an accurate assessment of actual fixture di- difficulty. Great. Uh, so I've, I've gone away from that and I've developed my own ELO FDR, which is based on the club ELO um, team rankings, um, and that gives a calculate calculated probability for a team of the, whether they're going to win or draw that game and so I've got that to give me a fixture difficulty rating and also main thing I've been using this year is the ICT index um, that's something I think we've all ignored and I've done over the years but um, I thought I'd give it a go this year see if it was any see if it was useful and it, it has proven to be I've, I've made some good decisions based on the ICT index but uh, regarding the uh, the low light, that would be game week six when Mendy got injured and they had to uh, get a replacement. And I, I narrowed it down to either Trippier or Shaw. And I went with Shaw because um, he was cheaper and it would allow me to upgrade a player in the following week. And so I, I did upgrade a player. I upgraded Wilson to Mitrovic just before Wilson went on his run and <coughs> went on his run. And over the next what, four or five game weeks, it cost me 43 points. So that is firmly on the naughty step. Yeah. <laughs> Richard, can I have a bit of clarity there? Sorry. What is ELO? Is it a result of Mr. Blue Sky thinking? No, it's... No, oh, it's, man. Temptation to jump into something that you use, use it to um, rate chess players. It's a rate, ranking system based on... It's used for chess players. It's been modified slightly for, uh, for football teams. And we, you can use it with the team rankings to, as I said, to uh, calculate team probability as of whether they're going to get a positive uh, result. I wrote an article on it, and um, it's on my blog, um, so it gives it all full detail kind of on there what it's about. But it's, it's basically similar to chess player rankings. Okay, so okay, quite, does, interesting. It, does it work well? Or is there a bit of a checkered history? Yeah, no, it, it works well. <laughs> Tom, brilliant, brilliant. Um, guys, sorry. I have to I have to call in the police. We've got underage people in here. 
um, I believe, stagnant. Oh, I need to check his ID. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, hello. ID, alcohol. ID, not alcohol. Pass his bedtime. <laughs> oh, no, no, damn it. Security no, put away the cough medicine. He put his dad to sleep and came over. He put cheese to sleep and came over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hi, guys. Nice to be on. Hey, Stag. I'm gonna uh, nymph. I'm gonna uh, Stag. I'll come back to you, nymph. Um, what What's your approach to Christmas? Sorry, can you repeat that again? Sorry. Yeah, sure, sure. That. What's uh, how How are you thinking about approaching Christmas? With lots of food. <laughs> <laughs> food, good TV, brilliant. Why yeah, not? yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, FPL? you meant FPL. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, lots of football. <laughs> it's gonna uh, come fast, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, one game time, uh, one game week at a time. I think is definitely the way to play Christmas. Uh, players have great fixtures, but that hasn't been everything this season. As we've heard earlier on, Kane versus versus Cardiff, for instance. So I don't think we should be ripping up our teams necessarily to get in players that have fantastic fixtures. But play your premium assets where possible. Have a good bench. I think some of this stuff's probably already been covered. Um, try not to take a hit, which I know is one of Sam's policies as well. So... And uh, but I would just say have fun. Just have fun. That's what FPL is all about. That's what Christmas is all about. Exactly. And boxing, boxing Day, go bonanza. I'm just I'm watching Sam and Lee, and they obviously looked at the TV. I know. Lee pointed up at something up, and Sam kind of frowned, looking at. I don't know if she looking at him or the TV, but it was like, <laughs> where, what are you on about? Taking the pen. <laughs> injured injured? Oh, it's not Edison in goal for City tonight. It's whoever their subkeeper is. But it's, it's like, the danger oh, of having the webcam on. <laughs> it's just cracked in Gunduan. Sorry, we'll stop. We'll stop watching well, the football. <laughs> yeah, we'll <concentrate. laughs> but no, um, it's right in what she said. I have a, a, a no hits at Christmas rule. Um, that's my big thing. You don't like taking hits full stop, really, do you? To well, be no, unless but, you really have to. But definitely not in December. Um, the rotation and stuff is just too huge. So you take a four point here, and there's a good chance that one of your players gets rotated out, and yeah, it's a nightmare. So no hits at Christmas. Yeah, and also the ICT index thing that Richard was talking about. That's, I think, it's, that's a really valid point. That because yeah. you're not on Twitter and I am, so I take all of the stats and all of the input from everything that's going on in Twitter, and I think I probably kind of ignore the ICT thing. Whereas you're not on Twitter, so you don't have all of that Twitter noise, if you like, but you do actually take. I love the ICT. You like index. the ICT thing, so I think yeah. Richard's onto something there in terms of maybe we need to go back to basics a little bit and just look at the ICT. I spend a lot of time looking at the ICT index, um, particularly for threat. I find that one really useful in terms of working out which players um, I want to get in. Um, that's why Torreira came in the other week for me. Cause oh, the, don't, the ICT don't, stuff was... don't dig out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, humble brag. That was a humble the brag. Terrier, like the terrier. Slid that right in. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was determined to fit that in at some point. In the yeah, yeah. Somewhere, right? The Absolutely. Well, if we're bragging, you know, I'm quite happy about my Snodgrass pick with the Anderson <laughs> double up last week. Snodgrass <laughs> is an absolute bargain. Right. Absolute bargain. They, they are the cheap Sterling and Sunny. Just saying. <laughs> hey, guys, you've got, to, you've got to take Sterling out of your teams. He's just fluffed his penalty in the penalty shootout in the cup. He's tried a it's little terrible. dink over the keeper and he's no. dinked it over the bar. It's an absolute. All of, who are so, all these people so, who so. broke him? 
I've had him for so long and he was so amazing and people just keep buying him and breaking him. It's very Tom. Usual suspects. Kylie, you can never blame anyone for breaking players because Don't you're the, you big, dare the mention biggest culprit. Manny. Manny. <laughs> broken him. It's like the poor lad is a doormat for Kylie. He stopped, smi- he stopped smiling. That beautiful smile is gone now when he's close. That's yeah, because yeah. he's heartbroken because <laughs> he he didn't value my love for a while. <laughs> and so we, we've had an on-off relationship. But, you know, um, I'll come back to him. I have a lot yeah. of love to give. Kylie, yeah. you're going to break players. Can you please stay away from Anfield? We've got a title to win this year, don't you know? Damn right, <laughs> I, d- I only have Robertson at the moment, so he's unbreakable. Um, he's unbreakable. Right, exactly. So <laughs> it seems to be seems to be working out for you. Um, so, no, I think I'm just going to focus on defenders because apparently that's what's going well for me at the <laughs> moment. Is uh, my last gasp defender goals? Um, oh gosh, yeah, there we go. Didn't yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just had to slide that one in, you know, because did you notice? Um, you know how he doesn't get goals or assists, Miles? Did you notice he got an assist as well? <laughs> I knew that. Yeah, Dinya, Dinya, yeah, yeah. Just he, had to. He should have had three, to be honest. Richarlison had missed two open goals. Well, yeah, I'm just glad true. that you finally realised that. This, I never said he was bad. I just said yeah, that for for those for those of you um, who didn't listen to um, the podcast, yeah, it was it was hilarious because Mars's whole point was he was dishing Kylie's um, backing of the Dinny of the Dinny the Everton defenders stats. How he's definitely um, due a goal or an assist, and Mars rubbishing it all. And next thing live on the air, he um, he scored from the free kick. And uh, and yeah, it, really what happened, it, it no no literally that was what happened, Mars. But uh, <laughs> it but, was all recorded. Man. It's there. <laughs> no, it's there just, for ev- the evidence. Say, is there. I just said he's one with the good stats, but hadn't delivered, and then he scored. Yeah. Yeah, listen, anyway, um, listen, enough, enough childish, childish nonsense. And um, speaking Never of enough. children, um, Stag, how are you keeping, buddy? And, <laughs> hey, um, you're getting on. <laughs> how's the season going? Uh, not too badly, not too badly. A lot better than it has been the last few Christmases. So I'm around 38k right now, which isn't my highest rank of the season, but um, I've been pretty much stuck for about five weeks now around there. But all things considered, I'm pretty okay with it. Nice one, and uh, come here. We are we're asking everyone, of course, what what um what move are they putting on the naughty um on the naughty list for Christmas? Being Christmas as it is, um, were you on the um Kane and Game Week Eight? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I was on at that time, but um, I so I didn't learn my lesson. I actually brought him in just for last weekend against Burnley. I am going to hold. That is the thing that I think I'm going to do is hold Kane through the the festive fixtures. He had that double hat trick last year, wasn't it? Back to back around this time, and I just can't let that out of my head. He's just one of those players that even when form and fixtures don't aren't on his side, he performs well sometimes. So I just can't do it. Yeah, he's um he's definitely one of those players that uh, we were actually talking about whether or not Aubameyang or Kane, because a lot of us do have that double up in attack and um, who we'd be holding for the festive period. But Kane is pretty much Mr. Reliable in terms of um, appearance. You're, you're at least pretty much guaranteed that he's going to play at least. And well, um, yeah, exactly. can always until, he got, until he got rotated a few weeks ago and burned a few people. Well, that yeah, was funny. That was. Funny. Yeah, it was. It was. It, was the it wasn't funny. Going, well, we know it that's wasn't funny. Not <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to see what they're going to do tomorrow. To be honest, if they're going to put full strength teams, or or both both of them will just rest the big boys, because uh, nobody wants to lose the derby, but it is the 
Capoeira Cup. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, we can't finish today's pod without talking about United, the fact that Jose has gone <laughs> and their fixtures. <laughs> so we'll come to the to the United fan if you still are one stag. What? How do you feel? That's a loaded uh, phrase. Yes, I am. I'm still a United fan. I just you just don't like watching sporting football, football clubs. It's slightly <laughs> irrational thing when I don't live in the in the city that they're in. Um, yeah, look, I think that United's fixtures look absolutely unbelievable. You didn't need me to come on to tell you that. I think that. A lot of people have space for either a mid-price midfielder or a mid-price striker in their team. That's Martial or Rashford. Yeah. I think it's as good. if you're a little bit behind, I think that's a brilliant punt. They both have clear goal scoring ability. They both have everything in their favour. They have a point to prove as well. I think it's pretty good. The fixtures are absolutely unreal, aren't they? I think they've got Spurs away on in the middle of January. But outside of that, it's like... The fixtures are absolutely unreal it's until game week 26, like so, like middle of February. The fixtures are brilliant. So you if any manager's going to come in and make an impact, it's now. You could see it. They they kind of they will come back and probably sneak into the top four. Fair enough. They you know let's see if they can do it. But from FBL point of view, I just sold Martial because I, I didn't fancy him against Liverpool. I didn't think he would play. But I'm actually he would be someone I'll think about bringing in. I would I would want to see who's coming in and who plays, especially if they play Rashford. He will definitely. I've always liked him, so he's someone who I think has huge potential at his price. You want to keep an eye out for Sanchez as well. Yeah, he's injured though, isn't he? When is he back? Yeah, it's not back till January. Yeah, okay. but mm. once he comes he'll back, he'll probably be sold to PSG he's, by then, won't he? Probably, yeah. With the um, with the Mourinho news, is do you actually think is this a good thing or a bad thing for Manchester United assets? Because obviously we can have the new um, the new manager bounce like, but. Um, you know, it it is kind of a tough time for a new manager to come in with all the fixtures coming and all the rotation and stuff like that. Is it something that you know is it is it positive or is it negative overall? Well, the, good, the good thing about uh, to, to not answer your question at all. Um, the good thing about this time, <laughs> this this time, I've got no idea what Man United. Who cares about them? They're boring. Um, but the good thing about Man United is at this point is that you know they're. They're really low-owned players, so we can afford the luxury of waiting to see what happens when they play Cardiff, when they play Huddersfield, when they yeah. play Bournemouth, and then see what ha- like see whether anyone's worth investing in. Like, for example, at the moment I'm looking at Luke Shaw because I've um I've, I bought Klasenach for some reason because I was drunk basically <laughs> on, at the Christmas party, um, mm-hmm. which is in no way related to the fact that I'm ill now. Um, but uh, that's like, another he, one you broke. He could, be, he could be one who's worth having a look at, you know. Um, but we've got a lot, we've got a good time now where we can sit back and wait, as Miles said, see what happens with these guys. Mm. Um, there's Martial, there's Rashford, there's Luke Shaw, the three that I'm probably going to have, like, you know, have my eye on for the time being. Because they're reasonably priced assets who could do a job in that kind of mid-range bracket. And there's also the young prospect, Jesse Lingard, as well. Um, you know, yeah, he's a young man, the, the still, young... still needs to prove himself, you know. <laughs> and really, got, you've got to hope that one day, you know, when he hits his mid-twenties, that he is going to realise the potential that he's shown. No, wait a minute, so, hang on. Um, We've 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 lost the 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 kiddo, but the daddy's back. Hey, so, <laughs> Funny how that happens. <laughs> it, it, it's hilarious. So Stag, Stag had to go. There's only one mic. They're actually the same person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, good luck, good luck, good luck with the exam, Stag. Uh, when you hear this, and Chief, you're back. What's your thoughts on United? Um, on on Mourinho and the situation. Yes. I think that um, in terms of. What's going on with you know the, the the temporary caretaker manager and the upcoming caretaker manager? That's a bit of a farce. But I think for United attacking players, I think they've become viable FPL prospects again. You know Lukaku, 
less than 5% owned, Lingard, less than 5% owned, uh, Rashford, less than 10%. You know, these guys have a good fixture run. They'll get the feel-good factor back if it's Ole Gunnar that will take them over the Christmas period and beyond. I think there's some exciting times ahead for them. And as for Mourinho, um, again, I, I don't want to... I don't want to say ill of the departed, but I kind of felt that in his final few months as a United manager, it, it was almost as if he was doing everything that was possible to get himself sacked. Um, you know, yeah. there was nothing right that he was doing. And, you know, it was a case of not if he would leave, uh, if you'd get sacked, it'll be when. And obviously, you know, losing to your nearest and dearest rivals uh, and having a massive points difference between them, that was the cherry on the top. Rich, um, come here. What's your thinking on uh, Man United? Do you own any Man United assets? And um, even even with their fixtures, like, is there anyone that you're other than the names we've mentioned earlier on? Is there anyone that the ICT index and stuff is um, is suggesting that we should be looking at? Um, no, no, not yet, because I've not uh, updated it this week. Um, but <clears throat> I had a colleague work come see me today and said, "Oh, what about Lukaku as a?" An option now that Mourinho's sacked and I told him, oh no, stay away from United, wait and see. Then I logged on and brought in Pogba. But anyway, uh, um, he'd be the one I'd be looking at. What about Lingard? Two two goals in his last three games. He's you know he's recovered from his groin injury. Um, like may, maybe there's that feel good factor that will carry on in in the games ahead. Do you think out, out of all the Man United attackers, you know, six point seven million? Do you think he stands out from from that bad bunch? And on on Lingard, I just think for me, there's so many other better midfielders, even cheaper than him and around that price. Whereas if you look at um, like for example, like Rashford, who's only about six point nine. If you do want to go down to three budget strikers, let's say, but you could have three budget strikers that are on fire. If Rashford playing for United does well, then Jimenez, then Wilson, uh, you got Mitrovic, etc. Yeah. Whereas for Lingard, there's a lot of people in that in that area. Richarlison, uh, even Madison. Uh, yeah. You know, quite a few. But you know, like I think what we said is, I, for me, I, you'll I, be watch and see. I, yeah, and I, I'm, for me, when I say Lingard, I'm not saying he's a must-have, but I think purely as a differential, purely to challenge the template as a, you know, if you're going to yeah. go a four-five-one or a, you know, a three-five-two formation as your fifth midfielder. I, I think there might be some merit there. And again, I haven't looked at any deep lying stats. I, you know, I've just looked at some basic numbers. And I think he could be a cracking differential with the situation at United. If, if Mourinho was a manager for these game weeks, I, I wouldn't even you know, look at him. I wouldn't consider him. I just think him leaving the club, being sacked, is a bit of a game changer. And you know, players, you know, United attackers, I wouldn't have considered... Uh, in 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 the weeks or months that I've gone, you know that they they become not you know they they become potential options if, if you want to do something different. Guys, the one the one to look at has to be Pogba, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean I, I've I've yeah. tended to find myself agreeing with Richard again, which means I'm doing something right in FPL. So uh, 9.5% team selected by 7.8, I think he is now in the game. The whole yeah. reason he's playing rubbish this season is because of the boss. So Mourinho's gone. That's got to give Pogba a bit of a spring in his step. I think the, I think the <laughs> dancing videos were before the Mourinho thing, but yeah. the, I mean this. Guy, I mean Pogba, it doesn't become. A, he's not a bad player, right? He's won no. a World Cup. He's class. He's absolute <laughs> class. 
he's got to come to the fore, I think, especially and now Mourinho's gone. Yeah, and he's one of those that will want to prove a point and suddenly yeah. just yeah, right. up. I mean, listen, he was brilliant with, with France and brilliant leading the team as well, even though he wasn't the captain, but you saw what he did and, and everything. And I think, you know, he could be. Again, and you remember last season, be. Mars, right? When he, um, do you remember when um, Mourinho had that phrase about letting the horses run free? Mm. And he played Pogba in the position that Pogba wanted to play. So he yeah. put somebody like Matic and somebody else at the back then. He let Pogba go. As soon as you let Pogba go, if the new manager can come in and give Pogba that freedom to, to roam forward, didn't he do it in a game last year? We got like four assists or something, right? So if he gets him in that position, those positions that he wants to play in, and the new manager surely has to listen to somebody of Pogba's calibre in terms of how he wants to play, got, got to be worth a look. 7.8, I mean, could be a bargain. Um, and Marshall and Pogba too. Marshall has looked on fire and he plays very, very well with Pogba. But I mean, I saw an analysis thing of the United play under Mourinho and there was, it was the most, so static, it was scary. None of them knew what they were doing. None of them knew what positions to be in. The central midfielder was running out on the wing and then the winger was coming into central midfield and they literally were clueless on what to do. So um, it could be a great shout with, um, with Pogba because um, probably skill, ta- talent-wise, he's probably their best player. So um, yeah. we, we could definitely see a big bounce back from Pogba now that Mourinho has left, left it, the building. It is that uh, point to prove piece because there's so yeah. much media attention um, about the tension between Mourinho and Pogba over the last sort of two years, I guess, but really this season especially, that um, he he definitely has the, the skills. There's no question about that. He's proven it on a different stage um, I think he will really want to feel vindicated by being successful under a different manager and being able to say, okay, it really wasn't just me. Yeah, it I wasn't think, me I think at all. Absolutely there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's going to want to come out and say, look, it, you, it was either me or Mourinho. One of us was the problem. I'm going to prove to you now that Mourinho was the problem. I think yeah. he's absolutely, I think you're spot on, Kai. He's going to pull his socks up and for the second half of this season, it could be a great pick. Absolutely. And he has an ego. We know that most footballers do, but he certainly does. So I really think that uh, he will have a different kind of personal drive because I guess any success he would have had after all of this tension under Mourinho, it could have been argued that Mourinho was the cause of that success. Whereas now with Mourinho Mm. gone, if we go from, you know, here to there and it's a completely polar opposite performance, then that just kind of validates his case. Yeah, I mean, the fans, nobody's going to attribute Pogba's future success to Sam Allardyce, you know, when he takes over. (laughs) No, (laughs) no. Yeah, no, but uh, Kylie, I know you have to depart in a few minutes. So um, we we may as well, with our our, um, our third amigo, we may as well find out what your, who's your naughty list move for the, season and um who will be definitely getting a great present from you on christmas morning uh, well you know i think it's less about one specific player um and and more about the kinds of uh moves that i've made i guess that have been effective and ineffective so um you know on the good list is is where i've sort of moved away from the template early and jumped in on low-owned players from the get-go. So Sterling was one of them. Doherty was another. Now, I know that their ownership has increased a lot now, but at the time that I got them, Lacazette would be an example. So where I completely deviated from what was the template at that time, um, I've had success there. In fact, those have started to go, uh, well, not Doherty because he's been great, but um, it's less enjoyable success once everyone else starts bringing them in. Where it's been 
an issue for me is that I keep benching points and I, you know, I, I'm getting really frustrated with myself because it's it's the last few weeks. So this most recent week I had Juan Bissaka on the bench and I took a hit to get rid of Martial when I didn't need to and Juan Bissaka could have come in. I benched Alonso third on my bench the week before that and he didn't come in, although the first two subs did. Then there was the famous benching of Doherty, which I will never, ever do again because that was so upsetting. Um, so I... In that case, that was kind of me, and it wasn't really like I had some horrible troll who I have to put on the naughty list. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I guess I've trolled myself in some ways. Um, so I'd like to think that I can continue to be brave with some of my decisions, like the getting rid of Aguero and bringing in Sterling one, um, and be less of an idiot with some of my other decisions. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> so basically, Kylie, you're putting yourself on the naughty um, naughty list. Yeah. yeah. Naughty, naughty. Naughty, <laughs> naughty. naughty. Is right. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bit Excellent. of a creepy voice, Don. I'm not going to lie. I, well, I have a, um, a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde. I can be a bit creepy at times, Kylie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what, kind of, what kind of present is Drew getting this, uh, this year? Um, this is a PG pod, right? <laughs> yes yes it's gone PG. after 10 now it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i i couldn't possibly say but he's definitely on the naughty and nice list i think <laughs> yeah yeah McMahon, night kylie and um take care of yourself and to say hello to all your visitors Kylie has half yeah. of Australia back in her house. <laughs> it's a, a full house here. Yeah. Well, a full yeah. apartment, which is even more challenging. So you're um, off now to have put a bottle of red to bed, are you? <laughs> on a Tuesday night. <laughs> I swear our listeners think I'm an absolute alcoholic. Well, that's the, a yes, amount, that's of, a yes. the amount of, the amount of alcohol. Yeah, we've, there's been an awful lot of talk of alcohol in tonight's podcast. I'm noticing people blaming their decisions. I think there's a bit of a problem in the FBL community. <laughs> I think they go, you know, it's kind of chicken and egg. What comes first? Who knows? Anyway, I will run, but it's been great chatting with you all and best of luck over the festive period. Cheers, Kylie. See you, Kylie. Bye. Don, I guess, I guess I have to put up with the pain of hearing you uh, brag about this season. So come on. Highs and lows. <laughs> Who's on... Apart from me, who's on on your naughty list, and uh, apart of me, who's on your nice list? Um, I, I don't know. I, I actually hadn't really researched this question because, as a host, I generally don't really do any research, Mars, yeah, I like as you to know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, probably the um, the, my my naughty list move was definitely bringing in Kane like that in game week eight because it yeah. went against my better better judgment. It was one of these uh, fixtures over form decisions. Um. And and again, I went for him again a couple of weeks ago to bring him in for this fixture run. So I guess I don't learn my lessons. Um, but, but in terms of the the good list, I'd say probably um, Sane has been brilliant. But um, it has to be my man Shakiri, who I'll give put on. Um, he he definitely is getting my special because I brought him in a few weeks ago and he's been absolutely gold since. For his price tag, he was my um kind of. He was my cheaper alternative. I had Mane and Shakiri for a while um, as an alternative to have in the Salah. But um, Marzi, baby, sure, um, we may as well wrap up all three amigos in one go. Tell me your, um, who's on your naughty list and uh, who's who's been your star of the show. Uh, naughty list is probably me, overthinking everything absolutely way too much sometimes and not going with my gut, which has always served me well. 
nice probably uh, Hazard I went on, on him early before literally the, the I think they had Newcastle first game or second game he came on and he assisted and from then I bought him so I, I got lots of the, you know the I didn't captain him when he scored like ridiculous amount of points but he's been in my team for he was in my team for a while swapped him to Snodgrass who also did well Wilson Wilson has been an absolute revelation and a surprise to be honest how, how well he's done um I've been all right with points on the bench apart from last week. But to be honest, apart from Biscuit, I was I don't think I was ever going to play Bennett and uh, what's his name? Patricio and go. I wasn't going to double up against Bournemouth because I expected Bournemouth to score. So I think I just need to go back to, follow, you know, follow my gut a bit more. I always love the Christmas period. I love the speed the game comes at you. That's That's, I think, when you start either moving up or go really back because you're either on it you know, your team is ready. Uh, what I always do is change my team straight after. Well, as soon as the game has re- is reset, I will set up my team for the next week in yes, case yes, something yes, happens yes. and we forget. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, yeah, I just want to enjoy it, to be honest. You know, um, I'll let you have the limelight this year, you know, taking a break, <laughs> taking a seat, back seat. <laughs> um, taking a break. We haven't had any jingles from you and Mars at all tonight. I thought I was expecting fully, and I know Lee was looking forward to it, was um, was a, a nice Christmas jingle in his honour. But you don't have any for us, you know? Well, that, that was the plan, but I've not been well, and the little one has not been well. So, uh, oh. yeah, unfortunately, uh, uh, yeah, no, there's no last Christmas I gave you my, you know, I don't know, my Captain Armbad and this year, you're going to be spicy <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's how you normally come up with them, is that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just start talking shite and then write them down and they come pretty a, much, a song. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> I look at something, I look at something and I go, right, I'm going to talk about that or something like that. <laughs> Excellent. Great stuff, folks. So um, let's let's wrap up the podcast and we might talk about our captain picks for this coming game week. And I'll come to the ladies first. So, Sam, um, tell us. Who's likely to lead the line for your team in um, in the next game week? Um, oh, I'm still pondering. I don't know. I think there's a few contenders for me this week. Um, Salah, always kind of got to think about him, particularly after that hat-trick the other week. Sané, at home to Palace, seems like quite a nice option, um, particularly after tonight's, tonight's game. Um and then obviously there's Kane, who, well, he's my main man. And yeah, Wolves Wolves are pretty tight though. I, I can't see. I, I'm hoping obviously Liverpool win that, but I can't see that Liverpool go and get tons of goals against Wolves. Whereas City could smash three or four past Palace, I think, without too much bother. But then there's there's Kane. There's always Kane. <laughs> and there's, there's always, always Kane. Kane. Uh, Everton's defence has looked quite good though. Yeah. Yeah, but they do concede a lot of chances, and I think you know, like you touched on earlier with with the Ericsson um, situation, will be interesting to see. For me, my decision on Kane will be based upon probably which Spurs team, what which Spurs team start tomorrow night, um, and therefore whether Ericsson is likely to start in the game at the weekend. Because yeah. if he's likely to play at the weekend, then I'll probably go Kane. Um, if mm. he's not likely to play at the weekend, then I'll probably go for Sane. Yeah, he's a massive, um, Ericsson makes a massive difference to Kane. But um, Nim, Nim, talk us through your captain thoughts and your choices for the coming game week. Yeah, to be honest, I, I haven't really chosen either. It is a tough one this week and uh, I'm between Kane, Aubameyang and Sterling. 
obviously I, I'm I'm hearing through filtering that Sterling missed a penalty, so uh, that that's a little bit worrying. Even though he didn't start, which might have been more preferable for the weekend to captain him, the pep rotation is worrying me a lot with uh, being able to put my armband on a C player. So that makes it even tougher. I'm not going to captain a Bamiang. I shouldn't imagine. I don't often captain um, Arsenal. <laughs> I don't know whether it's this whole worry about cursing them, but um, they, yeah, I think it's that worry that I had a Bamiang earlier on in the season and, and I got rid of him when he started kind of getting rotated a lot with Lacazette. And I guess there's always that kind of thing in my head that that could then happen again, uh, especially with this run of fixtures over the Christmas period. So kind of only really leaves me with Kane. Yeah. <laughs> and name, he, he's, name a, your, he's on my naughty list. <laughs> name, you're on the Three Amigos podcast, so his name is Boomerang on this podcast. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yep. Boomerang. <laughs> sorry. Yep. My apologies. My apologies. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, Boomerang, I, Boomerang is, um, he probably is my likely, my captain pick for um, for the game week because Burnley just have looked woeful. But, um, but I agree, Arsenal are kind of, they're, they're hard to trust too much. But um, I see actually um, the FBL coach has just after um, arriving into the party so how are you keeping coach hey guys how we doing we all okay yeah all good how are we doing? Bring, yeah. bring your own beer i didn't i'm afraid i've literally just got in from work it's been a bit of a mad one this evening so uh no i haven't grabbed one yet <laughs> no, not, to, not to worry but uh come here they, we're, you're just joining us literally as we're talking about our captain picks for uh, for the coming game week um but uh, i'll let you ponder maybe that one for a few minutes and you can you can come in with a bit of an answer for us at the end but uh i'll come to you chief next um and what's your what's your thinking are you are you a general agreement with the two ladies about the captain choices for the coming game week um, well, before this game, you know, before this game week came upon us, you know, you'd naturally think it has to be Aubameyang at home to Burnley. But then obviously he's not scored in the last two games and Burnley, you know, really put up a fight against um, Spurs last weekend as well. So I've I've been put off in captaining Aubameyang and, you know, for all intents and purposes, he might even get rotated with Lacazette this weekend for we know. Um, as for Man City... Sterling, you know, you know, talk of him missing a penalty and he didn't start today's match, but that's fine. Um, how I see it, he can't, you know, surely Pep won't bench him again for a second home game in a row. And if, if from my side, you know, of all the players that I have, I, I'm really interested in captaining Sterling because of all the games that he started this season in the Premier League, I think he's only blanked once um, at home, and that was against um, Manchester United, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, you know, he, he, his record of being consistent for returns at home is quite good. Really good high points per game ratio as well. And also, I touched upon, you know, the need to go against the template and almost look for differentials. And of, of the um, midfielders that are valued at 10 million or more. Surprisingly, he has the lowest ownership, I believe, of the whole lot. So I wouldn't call him a differential captain, but, you know, among them, you know, for me, going against the grain, he's definitely an option, a a logical option. I just hope he doesn't get benched again. And if he does get benched, if he comes off the bench, 
you know, I, I, I've got full confidence that he will be a, a threat on goal. So, you know, of course, there's Sane and you know, De Bruyne and Aguero back in the mix again. But I, I'm happy with captaining Sterling this game week, unless you guys can talk me out of it. Yeah, no, I think it's actually funny with the with Pep. We've um, we've all been already in enough strife trying to figure out who's going to start for City, and then Aguero and De Bruyne are back, so it adds even more confusion to the mix. But um, Rich, come to you next on this. What's your um, what's your thinking? I know it's difficult when you come in on a captain question, but uh, when there's been a few different answers beforehand. But um, what would you like to add? Um, before before tonight's game, I was going to captain uh, Sterling. Um, um, I think what I'll do, I'll, I'll probably captain Sane. Um, I've got Kane in the team, but um, I'm not going to captain him because he's away. I like to captain play, players are at home. but So I'll, I'll captain Kane in 19 and 20. But um, I'll, I'll pick Sane over Sterling because Sane didn't not in the squad at all tonight. And using ICT index... Um, Four game weeks up until game week 16, Sane's was 55.6, while Sterling's was only 35.5. So Sane is as the greater threat. So uh, he'll be the my captain for uh, this week. Nice one, Rich. Uh, coach, tell us about your um, your thoughts on this whole captaincy debate. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm torn, really, same as I was torn last week. Last week, I was really torn between Sterling and Aubameyang and uh, luckily managed, well, I, I say luckily, but I picked Aubameyang um, and at the time, it felt like a, a good decision when obviously Sterling uh, wasn't wasn't in the starting eleven, and then obviously he came on and scored. But um, yeah, so it kind of got the same sort of debate this week. Uh, with Basically, I, my thought process is either uh, Sané or Aubameyang um, and part of that is down to what's happened tonight so Sterling obviously um, didn't he didn't start tonight but he has come on and Sané wasn't even in the squad at all um, but watching as well with Sterling so he came on and he was playing on the left wing and to be honest okay yeah he only got 15-20 minutes or so but he looked pretty ineffectual in that period of time which really made me think actually uh, Pep really needs Sané in that position Without Mendy in the team, like he's 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 so important to them. So um, I really think that Sane is is a guaranteed starter. He's one that gets pretty much ninety minutes every game, and is he's posting great stats and and great scores at the moment. So to be honest, I'm really leaning towards um, going for Sane as my captain. I think this week we've got uh, we've got the Irish uh, beef lover on as well. Yerma! Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Good evening, evening, everybody. What's up, Ryan? Good evening, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is very simple. If anybody makes too much noise and wakes my baby, it's Mars's fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, er- earlier on, General was saying... Um, he was saying that he was using using going on the Three Amigos Xmas party as an excuse to midweek drink. So you've used it as an excuse to play with your child's toys um, at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> I don't know if I would even put her in the same room as you guys. It's just... Well, well I, mean, I mean, first of all, she's not allowed to date for another 25 years. So, I mean, that's a given. <laughs> and, uh, uh, well, so, I mean, if I can... 
Like, I mean, can you recap what uh, what's going on for the last hour and a half in twenty seconds? <laughs> Go on, we've talked a lot. We've talked a lot of bollocks, and uh, that was pretty much it. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, if, if everybody could do me a favor and not tell Mike and John from the Bang Average podcast that I did this one and Asmir Begovic before I did my own podcast again, following uh, the birth, that would be great. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm getting quite a lot of abuse about this at the moment. Yeah, all good. Come here. Now, the, the main thing we've been speaking about was um, we were talking about basically how the season has been going so far and kind of what moves or what player would you like to be putting on the naughty list for um, for this Christmas? So, um, what what has let you down badly this season so far, Ryan? Um, probably Harry Kane. You know, at the at the wrong times, he's he's too much money. Um, I think Salah also. Towards the start of the season, when he wasn't just, you know, hitting the expectations of of last year. Um, obviously, the hat trick and things in recent weeks, and you know, if you look at the stats, it's hardly as if he's unperforming. But there was a sort of period of three or four weeks with Salah where you thought, you know, because this is this even the same player? Um, so it's it's hard. I think I kept the faith in him. I think if you look at the FPL pricing strategy, I think he was priced probably 0.5 too high. Um, at a minimum, um, I think 13 million for for any of these players at the start of the season was a bit harsh, um, which made I suppose the, the players that stay on the you know on the good list or whatever bullshit you're calling it is you know players like Wan Bissaka. <laughs> I love you how know, we went an hour and 17 minutes without swearing, and within one minute we've got like. Three swears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just going. Well, yeah, what is the point? My, what is the point in sound, all this money? sound effect. <laughs> What's the point of paying all this money for fancy sound effects if I can't f- can use it? <laughs> there we go again. Oh, uh, Tanya, you, you're the only one who's going to be to blame when your daughter comes out with uh, that kind of language at the age of two when she's uh, when she's being minded <laughs> by someone. And, yeah, it's my dad. Every every single word. <laughs> but. Uh, Kamira, come to you, Lee. Um, we'll come back to our quiz, question, our captain debate. So, um, tell us, are you uh, in general agreement with Sam as you should be on your uh, on the captain choices, or have you got something you'd like to add? I doubt it. When am I ever in general agreement with Sam? You um, should be. I'm a hundred k above you. Well, I'm not. <laughs> Sam, I'm saying that every every podcast. You got told. You got told. Burn. Oh, I'm so glad we're on camera here. <laughs> Oh, sorry, dear. <laughs> sorry, dear. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, no, so no cane for me. So I'm, you know, I'm not going to. He's massively overpriced and overrated. So I'm not going there. Um, <laughs> you don't say that. I'm in. A, a, I guess I'm in a reasonably um, a good position in terms. Of I've got Sterling and Sané to choose from, which is kind of nice. Um, I agree with everything that said about Sané in terms of the rest tonight. So that's a good thing. But Sterling, for me, and I hear what uh, what was being said before about he played tonight on the left, and that's not where he likes to play. But Mares played the full 90 today. So poor old Riyad, I think he's going to be back on the timber um, yeah. on the weekend. And I guess Sterling is going to be back in a position that he prefers. I also think Aguero is going to be back. So we're going to be back to the to the dynamic and the system that Pep, I think, prefers and City prefer to play. You're going to have KDB potentially in there as well, adding a bit of extra dynamism and flair. So... Yeah. And what about Jesus? Because didn't he score his penalty tonight as well? Would that leave him make uh, Aguero's spot a bit 
contentious and he only, there. And, and he only came on. I can see him, to be honest, I can see him starting with Sane, Jesus and somebody else and leaving Aguero KDB on the bench against Palace and using them in an away game, personally. But mm-hmm. you never know with that. Be good too. I think Sterling and I are, are I was going to say, reasonably nailed on. That's a really difficult phrase to use with City, isn't it? But I think those two, particularly Sane, I think their places are pretty assured. So it's going to be one of those two. Um, Aubameyang's obviously looking good against um, Burnley, although I think Deitch and maybe even one of the players said in a post-match interview after the Spurs game that they've been working on their defence, they're going back to basics, they're trying to keep clean sheets. So with that in mind, I'm thinking they might be a little bit more assured at the back. I actually fancy, not that I'm going to have the balls to captain anybody from Bournemouth, but Brighton are awful away from home. I think Callum Wilson's going to be back for Bournemouth. So um, as an outside punt, Mars, there you go. Get on Callum Wilson, put the armband on him. Have you, have you have you got him back yet? No, I'm not going there, Nim. We've had this conversation. <laughs> We've had this conversation. I've got Fraser and he's staying and Callum Wilson's never coming near my team ever again. Oh, I went running back. <laughs> <laughs> it's the right thing to do, by the way. I've just, I just, ah, oh, guy. You're talking about trolls earlier and, and, and bad moves this year. Callum Wilson has trolled me all year and he did last year as well. So, yeah, I'm not getting him back in right now. <laughs> Well, I, I could take an outside punt on Anderson, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, he's done all right for me and my team the last few weeks. So he's probably been my best player. <laughs> he's bang on form, isn't he, at the minute? I mean, anybody that's got him, I think you definitely stick with him. I'm trying to cover him with Chikorito, but I don't really feel like feel like that's that's doing it. The only reason I haven't got him yet is because I'd probably be looking to take out Martial if I did that. Um, and given what's happened today and given the fixtures going forward for United, I kind of feel like I need to have a bit of loyalty towards Martial. So therefore, yeah. I've got Hernandez. But Anderson is like bang on form, absolutely. And Chicharito, of course, that's big Andy Carroll. Shouldn't be too long before he's back up there as well. So um, <laughs> do you think that'll have any impact on uh, on Little P? Uh, maybe, although I think even, you know, as soon as Carroll comes on and starts, then, um, you know, he'll get injured. But I think more to the point, <laughs> the new, out of it, isn't it? That would probably be a sting so. in the tail now. I think so. So Arnie might be back before the end of December. I've read today, maybe just before the new year. So that gives me a couple of game weeks with Chikorito. If I don't like him, then I can always move him on for Ings or somebody like that. Um, but at the end of the day, the way that um, West Ham are set up, they're set up to be dynamic going forward. I don't think Andy Carroll really fits Pellegrini's sort <laughs> of setup, right? He's not a lump it up to the big man sort of manager, is he? He likes to play a bit of football. Hence, he's got this awesome Brazilian coming on the wing in Felipe Anderson, and they're actually playing a bit of football. So I, I think Hernandez is, I don't think his place is up from, uh, is at threat from Andy Carroll. But yeah, it definitely will be one, one on out of it, which is back for sure. And same nice question to Sam, who's 100k above. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Felipe Anderson, have you? I do, and I really like Felipe Anderson. He's been really, really good. Yeah, not captain. Um, not, not, no, not captainable, but cause just because there's so many other good options, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I, I, it'll be Sané or Kane for me. I, I just can't decide which one yet. Yeah, the um, it would be boy. It's always ballsy to go, but I mean, uh, Anderson is nailed on. I mean, we're talking about rotation, and one of the one of the beauties with the likes of West Ham players is you're, they're pretty much probably going to play week in, week out, no matter what, or um, game week in, game week out as it gets busier during the during the Christmas. But uh, but yeah, he'd he'd be one. Um, I, my young fellow would probably go with. They've been going with their risky picks for captain. My my three sons are playing FBL this season and they're they're enjoying picking a risky captain pick every week. 
and um, they've been having a reasonable bit of success with it. Even defenders and so on, because so many so many defenders have been doing well this season. Mm. That uh, the ballsy captain picks have actually worked out very nicely for um, for people who have actually stuck mm. to that to that tactic. But um, Ryan, I come to you to wrap up the show. But um, to give us your um, give us your captain picks um, for for the coming game week. Well, I was just wondering, is is anybody actually on the call picked up Snodgrass? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Name, name, <laughs> I'm name doubling was, down. Name was bragging <laughs> earlier on about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. the thing, you know, but I mean, there's an I'll, awful I'll, lot of talk about him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had um, Hughes who was injured, and I was pretty much eyeing up uh, Snodgrass or the Terrier for the spot. And uh, the yellow cards just worried me with the Terrier, really. It's not because I don't think he's a brilliant pick, and I'm pretty sure in my wild card you know going forward in January I'll be looking to get him in as my kind of fourth slash fifth midfielder for sure but uh just something was calling me this week about getting uh Snodgrass in and although I had Anderson I just thought you know what I just fancy it this week and sometimes you just got to go with your gut so and to be honest, I haven't done that enough this season. I, I probably should should listen to that more this season. Sure. Um, and Liam, actually, to stick on them them two, when you have a double up in um, you know in one team, like I had Frazier and Wilson for a long time, and it was I was kind of looking forward to see well, what week will I get off one of them to kind of just keep one Bournemouth player. West Ham similarly, like how long do you think you're going to stick with that two West Ham midfielder um, setup? And um, which one do you kind of foresee kind of maybe letting go a bit earlier? Um, or are you just going to basically wait and see and to see how they uh, say how it pans out? I think given their good fixtures, I will probably just wait it out now and see because I'm I'm bound to have fires elsewhere. So as long as they're playing and they're getting points, and as we explained earlier, you know, they're pretty nailed on, I'll likely just keep keep playing them out there and and uh deal with the other fires as they come up and then when you know when i have a couple of frees or there's you know there's a chance to move one of them on oh, it's difficult to say really at the minute because we don't really know what's going to happen but i'd like to think i would like to think cuz i touted him right at the beginning of the season that anderson will be will be good now going forward now that he's found his form and he'll be one we'll all more or less have in our teams, I should imagine, by the end of the season. So I, I think it'll probably be Snodgrass. But as I say, not really looking to shift anytime soon with those fixtures, if I can help it, for sure. Nice one. And um, Ryan, so finally, you're going to give us your captain pick. Oh, captain pick, yeah. Um, I'll probably play safe <laughs> with Salah. Um, if I was gambling, I really love the fact that Mitrovic is going to Newcastle this weekend. Um I, not by any chance of the imagination do I think Fulham will win or keep a clean sheet, but um, I, do, I do like the idea of Mitrovic going and scoring at St James's Park as the outside pick, but uh, it'll probably end up being Salah. Yeah, do you actually have you? You're still holding Mitrovic, are you for the for the fixtures? I think he's a, yeah. So my forward lineup at the minute is Kane, um, and I'll be flanked then with Wilson and Mitrovic, um, but. Ugh, I mean, you can't listen. At the end of the day, you can't knock Mitrovic in that he's playing in a shit team. He's still scoring goals. Uh, Jimenez, I think, is excellent value as the budget forward as well. But there's just something about Mitrovic being the the sort of uber aggressive player that he is that I think will relish the opportunity to to score past Newcastle this weekend. 
Yeah, and I hadn't actually even considered that narrative of um, him going to Newcastle. I'd actually hadn't taken much notice of that fixture. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, definitely. I think he uh, he could have a, a, a point to prove, uh, despite the fact that I don't think any of the Newcastle fans will um, will feel that he's a point to prove because I think they would all have loved to have had him for um, for a lot of this season. Um, Chief, yep. I know you're uh, you're probably in agreement with that, are you? Yeah, I mean. In fairness, up until the last few weeks when you know, Rondon's really come to life, we, you know, I, I think there was a case that could be made that we really missed you know, Mitrovic. But in fairness, you know, he, he scored a lot of goals for us in the championship. Like, he's not really done it for us in the Premier League. So when he, when he was first sold off in the summer, it was, you know, oh, you know, we've got a lot of money for him. Woohoo. Um, but yeah, I mean... I think he's he's met his level at Fulham, being the main man there. Albeit with Kamara coming to the fore recently, he's uh, he's had a minor challenge from him. Um, but right now, if you said to me, do you want Rondon or do you want Mitrovic in your fantasy team or in your, you know, or for Newcastle, I, I would say Rondon right now, just just purely based on uh, form uh, at an individual awesome. level as well as with the team. Uh- I'm ha- I'm happy that you're um you're happy with it because um I was wondering whether what way you would think with that because Rondon is always some player that I had um I have a lot of regard for, but um I'd, I'd be int- I'd be interested to know whether uh whether you'd rather Rondon or um or Mitrovic, um with all with all of the talk that happened earlier on the season, but uh, Rondon could score a lot of goals for you, but um I also like the um the way you, um a Newcastle fan looked down his nose at Fulham it's uh, it's it's very nice like. <laughs> Remembering, uh, remember the two coming up together and uh, Lua Lua coming up. With, was it Fulham he came up with? And they Fulham seemed to be full of ex Newcastle players. Um, <laughs> but uh, when they came up from the championship years ago. But uh, thanks a million for that, Chief. Um, John, um, come back to you before uh, before we wrap up the pod. Um, because um, I want to speak to you about uh, about basically the kind of Christmas Christmas uh, fixtures. Earlier on, we were talking tactically like that. Um, that a lot. That basically the way to kind of go is to try to stay stay cool and kind of not take many hits. But um, what are, what's your thinking? I know you're going a lot more tactical this season and a lot more kind of conservative in your play. But um, would you agree with that strategy for the festive period? Yeah, that's it exactly. Really, um, just try and set your team up as early as possible so that you've got as many options as as possible across that fifteen. Well, probably fourteen, really, if you don't necessarily rotate your goalkeepers. But you know, um, when it comes to your other players in the rest of your team, make sure ideally that they're in the starting lineups or at least going to be coming on for one or two points for your for your players who are going to be rotated because we are going to see rotation unfortunately over the Christmas period so you've got to be prepared for that um personally I'm, I'm set up all right I think um Shane Long is my third third striker and and he came back off the bench the other day and I thought he played really well and came on for an assist so even you know someone like that who who looked to be out of the picture a few weeks ago now seems to be back in and, and I'm set up quite well personally so yeah that would be my advice really is just try and you know set yourself up and just uh avoid any personal own goals really thanks a million folks um that's all we got time for in tonight's show thanks for the sound effects brian <laughs> and uh thank you thank you all for coming along um it's been great fun and um and definitely i think uh we we look forward to these um for the for the end of season and our christmas our christmas party um, speaking with you all in the FBL community, it's great crack, and um, and we appreciate you giving up your time to talk to us tonight.
So, uh, Cheers, guys, have a good one. No problem. Thanks for having us on. Yes, thank Happy you. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, we can, everyone. We can break out the beers now that the recording's going to stop. Hey. Hey. <laughs> oh, my microphone has been muted. <laughs> oh, uh, Chief, I have to leave that in, by the way. <laughs> Adios, amigos. Right, see you all. Bye. Bye. Cheerio. Brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo.